Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hello everybody, welcome back to the WTF1 That Time Went Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Tommy. I'm Jess. And today we are going to be talking about that time when four drivers were in the title finale. We love a title finale going down to the wire between two drivers. But imagine a title showdown between not two, not three, but four Surely four that's never drivers. Oh, it has, Jess. Today we're going to be talking about that time when four drivers were in the title finale at Abu Dhabi in 2010. And what wow. a banger. It was a eh, Tommy. What a season. Shall we have a look at what F1 was like back in 2010, which was almost a decade ago? Wow, I feel very old, you saying that. But you haven't aged at all. I know I haven't. You look the same. I do. Tell me, F1 2010. 2010, so what did yeah, it look like? Braun were gone after their one and only season of wrapping both titles. They did a Nico Rosberg. Just went. They did, <laughs> yeah. That's enough. I'm gonna... well, are they better than Nico Rosberg because they just entered once, so they have 100% record win, of winning win the rate. title yep. that's pretty mega uh they were now mercedes with an all-german lineup of Schumi and rosberg so Schumi oh. was back <laughs> is that for rosberg yeah no <laughs> <laughs> i can't even um, joke about that <laughs> they, they weren't quite up to scratch in that season they were competitive they were getting podiums and things but the title challenges were red bull with sebastian vettel and mark weber in what you'd argue is probably the best car of that season yeah and then you had mclaren had the two most recent champions of Jensen Button and Lewis Hamilton. And then Ferrari had Fernando Alonso and Felipe Massa. And then you also had Robert Kubica in a Renault, who was really, really good. If you haven't watched F1 for a very long time and wonder why people praised Kubica back then, this was when he was like peak, epic Robert Kubica. Ferrari Ferrari were rumoured. Yeah, he was incredible that season. So the title changed uh, quite a few times during that season. Uh, hmm. which you would expect if there's four drivers going into the final race um, with a showdown. Uh, and I do love it when it says, in brackets, Tommy Stat. Yeah. Uh, it means there's something special coming out of uh, of your mouth right well, now. So let's go. Yeah, it wasn't just uh, the title where, like you say, multiple drivers. The fact that the championship changed so much during the season, we used to, you know, Hamilton pretty much leading the title the whole way. This season, so I would read the race and then who was leading the title. So Bahrain, Alonso. Australia, Alonso, Malaysia, Massa, China, Button, Spain, Button was still leading, and then Monaco, Weber led, and then led into Turkey. And then from Canada to the British Grand Prix, Hamilton led. <laughs> Germ- uh, sorry, Germany, Hamilton led as well. Weber took over the lead in Hungary. Then Hamilton took over the lead in Belgium. <laughs> then Weber took over the lead again in Italy. Singapore, Weber was still leading, and Japan. And then Korea, Alonso re- uh, led the race, uh, led the sorry championship. Brazil, Alonso is still leading going into the final at Abu Dhabi. So unreal. Changing. We were what a... spoiled yes. back in 2010, weren't we? Yeah. And another interesting thing about that was uh, there was only ever the race win, the points of a race win, separating the top three in the title for the entire season. The top three in the title were separated by less than a race win. Not just the top two, the top three. 
You're saying things I like to hear, Tommy. Yeah. That's, what? That's what unbelievable. A year. We can only dream of that right now. Yeah, five race wins, and then maybe <laughs> we're we're talking for between the top two. Uh, yeah. So this was actually the first year with the the new point system. Um, yeah. How was it? Know. How was it received uh, back then? When in 2010? Do you remember? Uh, pretty well, uh, especially because one of the ideas which we mocked in a recent, uh, well, a video a couple of years ago, was one of Bernie's medal ideas. Oh yeah. So that was proposed to be implemented um around this and the the reason they came up with this new system was because they wanted to reward the winner more so before you only had a gap of two mm. two points where it went from 10 to 8 now it went from 25 to 18, 18 yeah. so it was a bigger gap so it gave people more of an incentive to go on and win the race that was the idea so let's uh, take a look at the <coughs> penultimate race at brazil so it seemed like Potentially, the, the finale would be only a two-horse race. So you had Red... Oh, does someone want to turn off their slack? Red Bull took a 1-2 in Brazil uh, to win the Constructors' title. And Vettel, somewhat controversially, won from Weber. Is that right? It is. Not controversially in a multi-21 sense, <laughs> but um, in the sense that Vettel was still mathematically in the title. But after the Korean Grand Prix, which was the uh, third from last round... Mm. Vettel was leading the race quite comfortably and was going to win and look like he'd make some good ground on the title and had a catastrophic engine failure. And it basically knocked him very far down in the title. Alonso won the race and it looked like it was going to be between uh, Alonso and Weber. Yeah. So with Vettel winning that race in Brazil, many people said, well, what are Red Bull doing? They need to let Weber win the race because then they'd go into Abu Dhabi and Weber would only be one point behind Alonso and not uh, seven points, sorry, uh, eight points, which he was. Right. So he kept himself hm. in the fight, which obviously turned out to be rather <coughs> rather good for him. Are yeah, you okay, I mean, Tommy? You sorry, I need to cough. No, I need to cough. You get emotional because it's <coughs> Is that what you said when you know when you're holding in a cough and then you just, your, eyes, your stream. eyes stream? Yeah. Well, I mean, start crying because um, no more coughing. All right, carry on. Sorry, I'm just so emotional about <laughs> thinking about having four drivers in I know. the title fight at Abu oh Dhabi. Oh, my God. Mouth-watering. Um, yeah. Was but this back when you were a Vettel fan as well? I was, actually, yeah. So I was very nervous during this race. Were you race. writing for Red Bull then? Is that when you were no, there? not quite. No, not no. quite. WTF1 was only... Just born. Just born that year. An infant. Wow. Back when you were on a Facebook year? page, right? Tumblr. About it. Tumblr. 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 Good old Tumblr. Yeah. When was the last time you posted a Tumblr? Three, wow. four years Remember ago. Remember your maybe. roots, Tommy, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, right, carry on. So how the title looked going into Abu Dhabi, Button was now mathematically out of the title, having been in it at Brazil. Yeah. So, so it could have been a five-man. A five-man title up until the penultimate race. It just gets better, doesn't it? <laughs> it just gets better and better. This season, uh, I'll admit the races maybe weren't as bangers as maybe mm. we've enjoyed, especially in the last few races of this yeah. season. But my God, the title was amazing. I think it's always the 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 ability for multiple drivers and multiple teams to get that, those top spots rather than it just risk, like cycling through, okay, Mercedes are going to win the majority of them. Red Bull could probably come in and nab a couple. Yeah. And then Ferrari should be up there. It was genuinely anyone's game or at least across Exactly. Those, those you look teams. at the most recent championships and realistically it's been dominated by Sebastian Vettel for... A number of years and then dominated by Hamilton or Mercedes for mm. those years so the fact that this season it was still super close and people were swapping and changing all the time made it pretty damn good 
Pretty damn good. And it was, it's was it been the only time in F1 history that four drivers were in the title showdown. Yeah. So the title showdown was Alonso had 246 points. Weber had 238 points. Vettel had 231 points. And Hamilton had 222 points. That's ridiculous that four drivers have that many points over the course of a season. But it did seem, obviously going into this, we talk about it being a four-horse race. I remember thinking that, you know, that... Some of them are out of the out of the fight, right? It wasn't. It was usually it was between Alonso and Weber, and that's the reason why such chaos unfolded was yeah. because Alonso and Weber were almost watching each other and not the others behind. Right? Exactly. So Hamilton really needed a miracle to be honest. I can give you a brief overview of who needed what because okay, who needed obviously what to win the title. It's very complicated. It's very complicated because obviously there are four drivers. Normally we used to two and you can just say this yeah. guy needs this this guy needs this so alonso if uh, alonso won or finished second he would have been champion regardless of where anyone else would have finished if weber would have won the race alonso only needed third fourth or fifth weber needed to uh, if weber won alonso had to be third or lower for weber to be champion and uh, a key thing for weber if vettel won the race weber could not be champion no matter what happened then for vettel he realistically had to win the race. Uh, if Vettel won, he needed Alonso P5 or lower. And Hamilton was really unlikely, even though he was still mathematically in it. He needed to win the race. Alonso wasn't allowed to score any points. Weber needed to be lower than sixth and Vettel needed third or lower. So what Hamilton cool. needed was... A miracle. A miracle As did or Vettel. Weber and Alonso to collide and Vettel, realistically, yeah, Vettel Alonso a miracle as well. Had, he fin- had Alonso finished anywhere near that? Like uh, no. So thinking of the previous races, so Alonso was third in Brazil, and he'd won in Korea, he'd won in Singapore, so he was banging in podiums all the time. Yeah. So very unlikely, unlikely to finish uh, lower than that. Mm. So let's turn our attention to qualifying. So Vettel takes his tenth pole of the year, which is uh, frightening to think and, and weird to think that he had ten poles in the year. But then also the yeah. title came down with four four yeah. people. And if anyone listen, uh, that, um, when I went through that stat, will notice that Sebastian Vettel hadn't led the title at any point during that season, and he'd had ten poles. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so Hamilton was on the front row with him, with uh, main title challengers Alonso in third and Webber in fifth. So Webber had a bit of a shocker. Yes, he did. Pooed his pants a little bit. Pooed his pants. Yeah, not not the kind of result you need to be banging in when you're. On the verge of your world title. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So looking towards the race now, so Vettel leads from Hamilton. Button passes Alonso for third. Uh, He started fourth originally. And then there was a first lap huge crash, which we actually just watched uh, before going live, which was uh, very frightening between uh, Michael Schumacher and Tonio Liuzzi. Which is my favourite F1 driver name to say, just FYI. Tonio Liuzzi. Liuzzi. And a very scary crash, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. was. uh, It very much screamed for something like the Halo device to be introduced didn't it in, in uh, yeah. that was that was the perfect you'd be amazed that the halo for... wasn't introduced after that the year after that after watching that incident he is so close to schumacher's head he's so close to just essentially spearing straight into schumacher's head yeah it is it a very very grim. close call um so so with that crash the safety car came out on lap one and tommy it proved pivotal 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 yes it did. why um because people pitted and this is an era. <laughs> <laughs> Under a safety car? Under a safety car. On lap one. But crucially, uh, we should mention that this was the Bridgestone era, if you remember. 
remember that those days. That feels like a long time Basically ago. made it of does. concrete. Yes, those tires you could you could pit for you could do the whole season on them. You could do the whole season. <laughs> that you didn't have the Pirelli tires. This was before F1 introduced Pirelli, and their job was to make degrading tires. F1 fans didn't know back then of a three, four, five stop unless it was no. Michael Schumacher so, doing an unbelievable, you know, Manny Gore or anything. Just exactly. off the top of my head. Carry on. <laughs> but they still had to do a mandatory pit stop. So this was an era where they had options and prime, and options with a softer tire. And they had to use both compounds. So similar to what they do now. Very simple to understand as well. Yeah. No C1, C2, C3, C4, C5. We're still like, just what? Yeah. Just what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the people that started on the options, like we were saying earlier, you could do a whole season on the primes, pit on lap one because they thought, get my pit stop out of the way, back behind the safety car, sorted. And yeah, they could, they essentially now were out of position. And including the five drivers that did pit on lap one were Nico Rosberg. And Vitaly Petrov. Vitaly. 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 Oh, Vitaly Petrov. That's quite good, actually. That was actually quite really good. good. I was surprised myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look very happy with yourself. We should do. We should do a F1 driver name pronunciation. Oh no! Give yet. We're taking a quick break from this fascinating that time when podcast for a quick chat about our sponsor for this episode, Beer Fifty Two. Now, as it's beer related, anyone under eighteen needs to plug their ears. No exceptions. For being a loyal WTF1 listener, Beer52.com would like to reward you with a pack of eight free beers and all you need to do is cover the postage of £4.95, if you're 18 or over, of course. Not only that, but because you listen to the best F1 podcast out there, they're going to give you another two beers for free. That's ten free beers! All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTF1 Claim this before the 17th of December to guarantee they arrive in time for Christmas. Now, if you've not heard of Beer 52, not only do they share the same number as the British Grand Prix has lapsed, they're also beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. Sign up to their club today and each month Beer 52 will deliver a case with a different theme straight to your door. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California, Finland and many more, but they haven't forgotten their roots. The beauty of Beer 52 is they don't hold you to ransom, there's no lock-in and you can choose to leave their monthly membership at any time. Order now and your first box will be sent to you next day. If this sounds thirst-quenching enough, head over to www.beer52.com forward slash WTF1 to get your first case of 10 beers for free. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com forward slash WTF1. Claim this unmissable deal by the 17th of December to guarantee pre-Christmas delivery. Remember to drink responsibly and did we mention, you must be 18 or over. This is also specific to UK only. Right, time to get back to the 2010 finale. Uh, so Vitaly Petrov, uh, I remember that name. He was very pivotal in it, weren't we? I, I imagine yes. we'll be mentioning his name Alonso a little bit later on. Triggered. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the championship challenges pit stops. So Weber first to pit, complaining of his options, which were the softer tyres going off. So he pits on lap 11 of 55. Yes. Uh, then you, he rejoins in 16th place behind Rosberg and Petrov. Uh, and then you have Alonso who pits to counter Weber four laps later. And that's what I'm kind of referring to before when I was saying that Alonso was very much watching Weber as opposed to anyone else. Uh, and rejoins just ahead of Weber, but crucially behind Rosberg and Petrov. Yeah. Crucial. I think I think it would be quite easy. And probably a lot of new fans are jumping on this now going, oh, classic Ferrari bottling strategy. 
But to be fair to them, you know, they are going to cover Weber. Weber is, you know, the main, the, challenger. The main title challenger. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to react yeah. to Mark Weber. Uh, whereas Vettel and Hamilton setting quicker lap times at the front than Alonso and Weber, even though they're on old tyres because they stayed on the softs, right? Or the yeah, options. It was um, quite a, a tricky one. I was watching the race back and um, the tyres wore out. And basically, what Ferrari were concerned about, which is something Weber had done in previous races, was Weber was going to fly through the field on these fresher new tyres and essentially make up the places on Alonso so they just covered him and thought we need to I, we need to stay ahead of off, Weber yeah. no matter what Vettel and Hamilton aren't really in the title we just need to stay ahead of Weber and we win the title but unfortunately things didn't go to plan didn't because of that way many factors <laughs> mainly so, so a lot yeah, yeah mainly uh, a yellow car, a yellow car. Um, Alonso <laughs> Weber uh, catch Petrov on lap 18 and then on lap 23 Hamilton pits and Vettel pits a lap later to cover him and remains in the net lead now getting on to Alonso versus Petrov that lap yellow car 23 saw yeah. Alonso go for a pass on Petrov but couldn't make it stick I think there was an interesting team radio as well wasn't he he was complaining and moaning and crying that Petrov almost wouldn't oh no was it maybe after the race he was complaining yeah, about Petrov. Yeah, he was not happy about He was not driving. happy at all. Maybe swore but at Petrov you were well. just watching the, the clip. He essentially just balls up and overtake, really, and Yeah, he goes, he goes too deep, doesn't he? And he locks up quite hard, doesn't he? Yeah, well? yeah. yeah. flies on to the uh, key, overrun. Key point here, no DRS. So we've been very sort of... We've mentioned a lot that Abu Dhabi is not the easiest place to overtake. Especially with no DRS. And imagine it with no DRS, which was what was happening in this race. Um, so there's a big gap to the midfield as well. Is that right? Uh, no, uh, no, sorry, not a bigger gap to the midfield. Sorry, did I put big gap you to put the midfield? Big gap. No, sorry, oh, that's fine. Don't worry, meant, Tommy. Tell me out here. It's cool. Um, so it comes this clear was, now. Sorry, this was my defence of Alonso because I assume people listening to this would go, well, you know, Fernando Alonso has got to overtake Vitaly Petrov to win Vitaly. the world title. Vitaly. Vitaly. Um, Vitaly. To yeah. win the world title. Get it you know, Surely with a title on the line, he can lunge up the inside. No DRS, Abu Dhabi, terrible track for overtaking. And, you know, Petrov wasn't in a much Williams. or worse He wasn't in the Williams, car. was yeah. he? Um, I see what you mean now, yeah. yeah. That the midfield was was close. It wasn't yeah. that big we're talking, one and a half, we're talking, yeah, like, that we see. Yeah, nowadays. we're talking like half a second in qualifying. And, you know, they're, they're at the end of the race. They'd be 20 seconds back, but not a lap down. Yeah. So it becomes clear now uh, with Alonso's ballstop move um, that... Uh, he actually has to pass Petrov to win the title. So this, was this the yeah. fifth and sixth, was it? Uh, no, so when the order shook out, uh, once everyone had had their pit stops, the order was Vettel, Hamilton, Button, Rosberg, Kubica, Petrov, oh, Alonso and, and Weber. Okay. So Weber and Alonso were... Seventh and eighth. Seventh and eighth, is that? Yeah, I mean, that's what you just counted out, so... Seventh and eighth, yeah. yeah. Um, and Alonso essentially needed to get fifth to win the title. So, and like you're saying, he's been stuck behind Petrov forever. <laughs> and like legend forever? says he's yeah. still stuck behind Petrov. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you had Vettel out in front leading, even though it was clear now Alonso couldn't pass Petrov. It was a nervous final laps. I, I remember the whole, you know, th- those few last few laps, obviously mm. Vettel leading, and and then there was that wait when he came over the line as well. Yeah, you were saying about me being a Vettel fan. Obviously, I was. A, a big Vettel fan at the time, and I was very nervous because, of, especially because of what I mentioned earlier, he'd been leading the race in Korea, and he thought this is Vettel's chance to get mm. in the title hunt. Finally, had a 
had a failure. I think we did another that time when about Bahrain with the endurance track mm. and Vettel in that race had an issue as well where, you know, he'd had a problem. So, yeah, it was very nerve-wracking because watching that race, it felt like the Red Bull was quite an unreliable car. And, you know, if Vettel retires, Alonso will win the title. So you were a little bit nervous. I was a little bit you nervous. Were, the last were, 10 laps bum were time. very nerve-wracking. At what point did the commentators realise that... It, it was look, looking sure that Vettel was going to actually take the championship uh, I think everyone realised once um, Ferrari had told Alonso he needs to get past Petrov and then I think he'd made the move he didn't stick, he went back behind him and I think maybe 10 15 laps went behind and went by and they came back on the radio and said you really need to pass Petrov this is <laughs> critical, you have to overtake him Please, 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 yeah, please yeah, yeah. overtake him because it was it was it, it was actually quite hard to watch, wasn't it? Because mm. it was desperation. It was desperation. He just couldn't do anything. To be fair to him, you, you just couldn't get close. You couldn't overtake, and yeah, at this point, everyone knew that if uh, everyone actually, apart from Vettel, which we're going to in a minute, but uh, everyone knew that you know Vettel just had to bring the car home in first, and he would be champion. So Vettel did bring the car home. Uh, to win the race and became champion. And it was a very emotional uh, moment, wasn't it? And uh, it Vettel's was. reaction to Red Bull waited until everyone crossed the line because of potentially what happened in Brazil 2008. They this didn't want another really, Ferrari yeah. smashing down the sign or something. It was really funny actually watching back that it looks so ridiculous now that Robert Kubica was in fifth and there, were, there was a 20-second gap to Petrov. Mm. And, you know, there was absolutely no way that, he wasn't going to win the title. Yeah. But because of what happened in Brazil, they were still like, oh, I Maybe. need to just count let's down just, just, just in wait. case the two Renaults suddenly explode. Exploded, yeah. Which, yeah. which yeah, you could never have, know. Could have happened. Uh, yeah. Vettel broke down in tears after being told he is the world champion for the first time ever. And he was the youngest world champion in history and never led the title, as you mentioned earlier, throughout the entire yeah, season. Crazy that is ridiculous to think about. I know it's happened a few times in history. Uh, isn't twice it? in history. Twice. There you go. Boom. It's the first time since James Hunt in 1976. Okie dokie. Thank you so much, Tommy, the fountain of knowledge. Nerdy boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alonso's reaction, which I think I, I touched upon earlier, he was very angry, throwing his hands up at Petrov after the race, which is such a, a petulant thing to do. You know, yeah, I know obviously he's angry that he's lost the title, but what's Petrov? Oh, come, come through, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, sorry. Sorry, I forgot you're, you're chasing the World Championship. I'll yeah. just... Uh... Shift that yeah, way, shall I? Let, should everyone Because we're past? best mates. Shall Vettel right? stop? I mean, yeah. no, ridiculous. Mm. Um, Race for it. I know. Yeah, And exactly. he did. And he, and he did, but he just couldn't. He couldn't get past, which, uh, yeah, a bit sad for him. That but... was a, a, a big part of the whole like, Alonso. Um, yeah, I think people of... started to get a bit sort of, you know, he's got an arrogant side to him that people didn't like. And not an extremely successful Ferrari campaign for him, was it? Yeah, well, I guess people thought at that point, well, he was very close to winning the title. He'll get another one. Whoopsie! Yikes. Uh, so the fans' reaction, uh, dramatic end to the championship, but disappointment, a bit of a boring finale. Yeah, Fair it wasn't, it was, you know, it was exciting for the tension. But the actual but in terms of on track, get past. I guess similar to uh, Hamilton and Rosberg in 2016, right? That yeah. race was... It wasn't tense. Ex- yeah, yeah, it was tense, tense, but it wasn't exciting. But there was no, it was almost like no one can overtake. Not just because Rosberg overtook Verstappen. So, are you mad? <laughs> uh, 
And uh, they also questioned whether Finale should be at Abu Dhabi due to the overtaking difficulty. Which is still, um, which is still is. a question. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be many comments question, about yeah. Brazil or Well, I think whatever. they're looking... So obviously uh, F1's just announced their sustainability programme in by 2025. Oh, yeah, 20 and by 2030... So 2025, they want to be... Some, like, I can't remember the stages, yeah. but... Zero um, or whatever. By 2030, they want to be like completely carbon neutral. Mm. Part of that is a look at rearranging the calendar so that it's the most efficient. It's all in England. Yes. Perfect. Well, all in Europe. Let's just put it all in Europe. No, that'd be, that'd be sad because the, yeah, the yeah. flyways and, as we've just said, like like tracks like Brazil are awesome. Um, but that might rejig Abu Dhabi yeah. being the final. It's pretty enough, better order. Just f- get Abu Dhabi yeah. as far yeah, away yeah, from yeah, the that's... finale as possible. Well, I think someone someone put together a little graphic of... Um... So it's the season opener. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, well, Bahrain, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain... Uh, what else? Is there any other circuits you beginning could, with A? If, Australia, yeah. no, no, no. country. Damn. Right. But if you do, if you do, if you just do it that way. Oh damn! They'd still be like <laughs> Zandvoort. No, we'd be fine. We'd be fine. <laughs> but if if you um if you did do it that way, think about it. You could take two weeks off work and go and see two potentially two Grand Prix. Exactly, that'd, that'd be, be good. sick. That would be good. I'd, like that, that would be like F1 fans' dream. Because I guess dream. similarly, like Mexico and US are back to back, so. Mm. Technically, you could probably get away yeah. with doing both of those, but there was talks of making mini championships, wasn't there, between the continents as well? Mm. Interesting. Cool. Mm. Interesting anyway. to see how that unfolds. Anyway, that's it. We done. Yeah. That time. What, when... a, what a season. Shame what a season. Let's have another one of those in 2020, shall we? Ten years on, that'll be uh, that'd be lovely to see, wouldn't it? Yeah. Four drivers. Five drive. Five drivers. Why not? Why not? Thank you so much for watching, listening, watching for the first time ever. I actually got it right because usually you have a go at me for saying thank yeah. you for watching. Today you did watch. You did it. Slash listen. listen. <laughs> Both. Watch that listen. Uh, cool. Thank you so much for listening, watching, and we'll see you very soon for another That Time When podcast slash video podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. You going to say bye, Jess? Bye. Okay. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.